Hello, and welcome to the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez. Today's guest, oh my God, it's a, it's a firecracker. I have no idea what's going to happen, but it's someone that I truly admire, someone who is the reason that I'm in real estate. My first mentor, the first person who got me into real estate, Carlos Justo. Welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? Thank you. Very happy to be here. My first podcast ever. That is an impossibility because you're the man of many firsts. You were the first person ever to have a real estate reality show. Now, for all of you listening, you have to go and look at this. This was called Million Dollar Agent. It was on TLC in 2004, shortly after I first met Carlos. And it was, Carlos is, is a legend. We're going to break this down. He has sold every major celebrity, their home in Miami, from Madonna to Stallone to Jennifer Lopez to Ricky Martin. The list goes on and on and on. But Carlos, for those people who may not know you, because I've been incredibly blessed with this podcast, we're now distributed in over 90 countries. So for those people who may not know you, just a very brief, brief history of Carlos Justo and how you got started in real estate. Key word is brief. <laughs> okay, so we, being an immigrant, coming into this country with a dream of making a big, okay, going to school was difficult because it would take so much time. Real estate license was the easiest thing that you could get. You know, within, I don't know, a few months, you could have a real estate license, going to real estate and start earning and making no limit. So that's how it happened. 19 years old, got my real estate license and dropped out of, uh, actually, I, I went to junior college and I took the first semester and uh, I said, this is crazy. I'm, you know, I'm not, never going to get anywhere. So went into, uh, went into real estate. And the rest is history. No, that is way too brief. Somewhere in between. All right, tell me about how you first, at 19, you got licensed. How did you start? Because what you created was an, an, an empire or a brand. We're going to break stuff down. Tell me about your very first sale. How did you get involved? My very first sale in real estate was $24,000. Uh, I had gone into this company, Coconut Grove Realty. I, it, it was run by uh, Francesco Morello, Italian that had come to the United States. And I went to interview. It was only taking 12 agents. I was going to be number 12. And I, I declined. I went to the interview and I declined. He gave me the, the job, but I did not take it. And then I came back like a month later. I became the 13th agent. He still <laughs> took me in. And then there was a, uh, a sales meeting, uh, a new listing, and they started talking about the listing, you know, how great it was. And so I remembered everything. And then I was doing an open house on my first listing, which was $45,000 on the roads. And I went in an open house and this young couple, oh, they, they told me that the house was Key West in North Grove, da, 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 da. Anyway, so the young couple, oh, and it could not be shown for a week because apparently there was a tenant in the property. So I go to the open house, this young couple come in, they've sold their place in Key West, they're moving to Miami. 
you know, I remember the house he went. So I start describing the house. I start telling them everything. I have, I think, a picture of the house. And I said, but I cannot show it to you. So they went and they drove by the house. Two hours later, they came in and they said, we want to put in an offer. I said, but you haven't seen the house. Anyway, bottom line is they put in an offer for full asking price. Okay. I don't know how to prepare a contract. So one of the other agents was in the office after my open house, helped me prepare the contract. 24000 I handed the contract in. I did not know. Like four days later, I'm asking, you know, what happened? And the listing agent, we then became very good friends. But the listing agent says, well, what do you think? You know, you got the deal. You came in full price. Anyway, so I saw my first house. I don't see it. I never saw the house. And the clients bought it. They were happy. Everybody was happy. I was happy. I said, this thing is easy. It's going to be very easy. Carlos, anyway. I still don't think you know how to write a real estate contract, by the way. No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> okay. All right. So now that was the first bite of real estate. Real estate, and now you're hooked. No? So now, tell me how you get your first celebrity client. Because you built an incredible career with well, so many celebrities Michael, that have trusted Michael, you. It, it, you know, I mean, that can be a long conversation, but I will, try to, I will try to, to post, uh, fast forward it for you. Uh, so I worked for the Morello company. He then expanded. It was great for a while. Then a friend of mine tells me Miami Beach is a place to go to. You know, that's where it's going to be a renaissance and so forth. Michael, this is before you were born. So uh, anyway, and uh, so I go to talk to my my uh, my broker. Said you can open an office over there, you know, because that's where I should go. Anyway, so I don't know how the heck it happened. He didn't open the office. So I went to work for the Kais company there. I started. I loved the market. I loved everything. I had great training because you know it was a lot of uh, religious Jews, Hasidic Jews. You know, they are the best freaking negotiators. So I learned from the best. Okay. I mean, representing them. They always want to buy 20 cents on the dollar and they want to sell for 150 cents on the dollar. So it was great. The training, you know, how they would be gentle with me, trying to teach me how we go back to the seller. You know, if they were buyers, I would go back to the seller to go and show them that their offer, you know, was not what the seller wanted. But, you know, anyway. They should take it. So it was good. Good training. So I ended up, well, very early on, I ended up having, uh, Michael, it's a lot of conversations. This, this is like a longer podcast. But but I ended up with, like, uh, I went out with another agent, started a company. Uh, that's where we, no, never mind, because if I start one conversation, I'm going to go into another one. Okay. So, uh <laughs> So here's what happened. I owned a real estate company in my 20s. Michael, I, I was a millionaire. I think I was either 21 or 22 or 23 years old. I don't remember. And I didn't even know I was a millionaire. You know, it was my, the girl that ran my office told me that I was a millionaire. That I was rich. I said, oh, yeah. So anyway, so that, that time I went to Europe and I decided then and there that I would spend one month disconnect from everything one month in Europe all the time. Now that okay, I'm Carlos, let me go back to the original question. How did you I, get your first celebrity I'll client? tell you, Conio, I'll tell you. So, so I'm, I'm doing 
I'm doing, you know, I'm doing, oh, so sales. Oh, now my broker, Meruelo, opens an office, Miami Beach Realty, Palo Harbor Realty, and I got to work for him, okay? Uh, I helped him on, on doing that. And uh, so I'm, I'm very good at getting listings. You know, clients like me, they trust me, they give me listings. So I had a psychological problem. Anything over half a million dollars, you know, my my legs would shake. It was like crazy as shit, you know, like, and one of the agents, oh my God, I'll never forget her. One of the agents put me down because I had a listing presentation to his Cuban doctors and it was 595, you know, it was like, ah, what am I going to do? And she read me the right act. She says something to this effect. You are like the hardest working one in the year. You know, better presentation than all of us. And she says, would you get over your shit? And realize that, you know, like, do the, I don't know. She, she just like, whoa, she just like hit me. And I went, I got the listing. And Michael, from then on, I said, okay, so I'm going to go after the big listings. Okay. So I started going after the big listings. But things did not. And the big listings were, there was nothing over a million at that time. Sure. You know, everything under a million. But, you know, the water from the north. This was 595. This was North Bay Road. 4520 North Bay Road. Last sale on that was about 40 million. Well, with the lot next door. So just to give you an idea from 595 to 40 million. Happened, has happened with the marketplace. So anyway, I end up, I end up, oh, so I'm now, I'm not, not doing any of the shit listings. I'm doing the high listings. Okay. So I have this, this mindset that I can only do like 20 deals a year, you know? That was good. So then I end up meeting Mike Ferry through this, my best friend who ended up getting me into Mike Ferry. I own the company. I think I'm on my third company by this time. I'm, I don't remember, 25, 26, 27. I, I need to put a timeline on all this crap. Anyway, I meet Mike Ferry and, you know, I'm impressed with, I remember I took my whole office there and as he's talking, I'm writing down. And the next day I'm like ready to leave Mike Ferry and implement all the shit that I've learned, you know, and I realized I got my whole office here. I got to stay, you know, anyway, we were in Palm Springs in California. And so I decided to say, well, then the fucking hurricane hit, hit a $25 billion blowjob of Miami hit. So I was stuck from, you know, cause I was ready. I was ready to come to Miami. I had learned so much. Oh, cause when I met him, he says, well, congratulations, you know, like, you know, I was doing, I don't remember, 25, 30 million. And you congratulations. Or like that stuff. I said, congratulations. That's only 24 deals. You know, he's talking about 50 <laughs> deals and 100 deals. I'm only doing 24. What the fuck? You know, I felt like a failure. He thought I was a star. So I learned. So Mike, as you know, who Mike is for me, Mike yeah. ended up like freaking transforming. I just took all of his teachings and I applied it. And oh went through the roof so then i had all the freaking listings in miami beach how did i get the celebrities very simple they would come to me because i had the listings perfect list to last perfect. remember that oh. you got to list to last any okay. other questions michael you know this is fantastic we're only on question two i don't know how we're going to get past this but that's okay let's go to I've known you a very long time. By the way, for the audience, it's been 17 years that Carlos and I have known each other. 
for the very first time that I got into real estate. But there was, a, there was a period where we didn't see each other, which was longer than the time we've known each other, wasn't that's, there? That's absolutely true. We had a 10-year sort of absence, and we'll probably touch on that with some of the questions. But that's okay. We're reconnected and we're back. Let's talk about you building a brand, because Carlos Justo is a brand. And when you decided that you walked away from that Mike Ferry course and you sort of said, okay, I've got the tools, I'm going to go do this. How did at that point, whatever clicked in your head, at what point did you realize Carlos Justo is now a brand? And when you build Michael, brand, I never, I never think in those terms. I never have, I never thought of marketing. I never, until I owned Sotheby's, we never hire a marketing individual ever, ever, ever. We only hire when I brought the partner to run the company, okay, that we were paying. I never paid for marketing. It didn't exist, you know, because for me, for me, my, listen, I am a servant. I, I serve my clients. Now, I choose which clients to serve. They're like the one <laughs> of the market, okay? The super rich, because it's, it's, it's wonderful. It's challenge. You know how much you learn if you're able to serve those clients, if they're able to give you their time and attention to allow them, allow you to find them a home or to sell their home. Michael, once that relationship gets established and done, it's, it's so a true. wealth because they, 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 and you learn. So here, here I am. I mean, it's like, and I am, I never forgot. I'm a servant. I'm there to serve them. Okay. And how, how do I know if I'm a good servant that I make a difference in their lives? Yes. Okay. So my money came as a result of doing my duty, my job, which is serving my clients. You know, and sometimes I was serving two clients, a buyer and a seller. I had them both, you know, and it's how do you serve the two masters? You know, you will hate one and you'll whatever the other. Uh, 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 uh. Baby, I would start the negotiation. They would allow me. And at some point it got a little crazy or something. I put them together. Yeah. I said, OK, you guys figure it out. You know, but Michael, it grew. It grew out of service. It oh, grew out of service. So my clients became my referral business. Let me tell you what I learned from Mike Ferry. So Mike says about calling my past clients, calling my past clients. So my clients, I would tell them a houses and then my agents would take over them because they were prospecting and they were doing well. So I started to prospect, call my past clients. So I would call them and ask them something like, listen, I just, if I sold you a house or I sold a house for you, I just lost a client. So Michael, please, I need another uh, uh, listing. Who do you know that wants to sell? Who do you know wants to buy? Well, Carlos, I don't know. I don't know. Well, please, would you next time when you're in a party, when you're talking to someone, please, because I need to get, I'll call you next week and you let me know. Michael, they started, my clients became, I trained them. You so they would, prospecting and, and all they would do, they don't need to give me a client. Just introduce me. Just open the door. Tell me, hey, go see this. So my reputation built by itself. There was no branding. I don't, I mean, branding is now. This yeah. is what, the, this is what I'm going to do now that I'm coming back after a 12 year hiatus. You know, now, yeah, it's got to be branded and so forth. And <laughs> I think it's going to be more exciting though. <laughs> so anyway, tell me what the greatest lesson you've learned in your career you've had many well the greatest lesson and and the basic foundation is the truth speak the truth 
Michael, being in sales is so easy for a client to ask you a question and you will just give an answer that is made up, okay? That is not based on reality. It's, you know, like something, what is something worth? You know, I learned a long time ago that what something is worth, especially the market ideal, something is worth or someone's willing to buy and sell for. That's right. what it's worth. Forget an appraisal, forget all of that bullshit. It is, if you got a buyer and a seller, they're going to price that's what it's worth. Otherwise, it can sit there for 10 years, 20 years or whatever. So I realized that, oh my God, it is the truth. If you don't know the answer, Find out. Yes. How big is a lot? How big is the square footage? How do, you know, so I never, yes, I never learned freaking contracts. That's what attorneys are good for. You know, I don't need to understand a contract, you know, and when the contract started becoming too complicated, my contracts are very simple. I start the negotiation and I put, and you know this, I put subject to buyers and sellers, attorneys approval within 48 hours or 24 hours after acceptance. Okay. Let me get the attorneys out of the way and yeah. the clients, let me negotiate. And then each one of them can take it to attorney and the attorneys can do whatever. But at least I got the negotiations out of the way. But the truth, if there was one lesson, the truth, always the truth, it makes your life so easy. And especially now in a world where information is at everyone's hands. Look you know, at that shit that's going on, the misinformation that's going right. on in the world. Of course. Look, the idea that the buyer or the client has more information in most cases than the agent does. So in some cases, they're just really trying to establish that relationship. That credibility, Michael, exactly right. once they lose, once they get you on a, that's it, the, the trust factor drops, and then that's it. You don't have the power. It's gone from you. They'll question everything else the agent is going to say for the rest of that relationship. Correct, correct, correct. Perfect. Everything else. Okay. Now let's talk about, I mean, anyone's going to Google Carlos Justo. So let's talk about adversity. Now, so, but you realize, you realize that I have been, I stayed off the grid. When I filed bankruptcy, I got off the grid, including my phone number. So I don't have Facebook. I don't have nothing. nothing so talk nothing, to me about I, that. Talk to me about that time where it was difficult for everyone. It was, it was, it was, Michael, I had to go through what I went through. Because I am, um, you know, I can go and say, hey, this one's to blame. But, you know, when you point a finger at someone, there's four pointing back at you. Correct. Okay. I, my ego ran my life. Okay. I had enough money. All I wanted to do was be a gypsy and travel around the world. You know, <laughs> like $20 million wasn't enough. No, let's go to 50. And then when we get to 50, let's go to 100 million. Okay. Well, so I ended up buying, doing the. Sotheby's franchise, you know, great visions, great idea. I love the brand, loved everything. And then I realized that, oh my God, my ego was running my life. I could have called it quits and enjoyed my life, lived life. And so it had to be those 10, 11 years led me to my guru. You know, I met my guru in 2012, the most magnificent example of a human being on earth. And, and shortly after that, introduced me to uh, plant medicine, ayahuasca in the jungle of Peru. Um, and I, well, I, the first time I did it in Peru wasn't in the jungle, it was in, uh, in Cusco, in the, in the valley. But anyway, ultimately, uh, between those two experiences, my guru, which I 
love and adore. And my shaman now that I met, I had met other shamans, but I met this one in October of last year, mid-pandemic. And since October till now, I've been in the jungle of Peru like six and a half months. And now I'm going back for another six weeks next week. Okay. And after that, I think she will be complete with me. So <laughs> I've got, I have my spiritual guru. I got this plant called ayahuasca, which I love. And then I got, my, you know, the triad. And then I got my shaman. So I don't know, loving life. And in the process, I realized, hey, baby, time to go back to business. Okay. The market's right, so crazy. Wait. The whole world is crazy. Go back in business, make some money and do whatever you want with it. So let's money talk is about good. That. Money is good for two things, Michael. To enjoy it, spend it on yourself or to do something good with it that you enjoy improving the world and keep enough for you to live the rest of your life. But you will realize that to keep the rest of your life, it's, it's, it's only a percentage of what it is people are hoarding. People don't realize how money is such a powerful tool that it can control you. It used to control me. It don't control me no more. <laughs> I control it. Well, first, I got to bring it in. All right. It. So you went, you went and became very introspective. You had a time, a very significant period of time that you took away from the business and you found a spiritual path. And now you are back and you're a powerful person. People that see this will see it instantly. And I've known you a long time. And I know that there is a, a if, I, if I was betting on any horse, it would be on you. And that is exactly what is going to happen. So tell me about now the resurgence into the industry, because this is probably the most focused I've ever seen you when you start talking about the business. Did that well, Michael, I, bring you back? I, I, what I've known about the business, my 40 some years of being in the business, is that salespeople really belong out in the street selling and talking and dealing with buyers and sellers, not in an office. So, you, when I met you, you know how it happened with Mickey and asked me about you and I made the phone call and so forth. It was like, and then you being present on VXP. Oh my God. This is what I've been waiting for. Okay. <laughs> so now you've created this platform, which is freaking unbelievable. Okay. And now we're just going to, my dream is going to just go jump right into your platform and begin. And that's it. And then I don't want to go into that conversation now. Okay. Uh, but that's it. We're going to have some fun together. It's going to be so fun. What? Well, I didn't create the platform. I was only lucky enough to find it and be able to help expand what you're saying, the idea of serving others. And that is what is the most beautiful thing with this platform. But again, there's enough for us to talk about without touching on that just yet. Go on. Okay. You're dying so to our, guru, our guru teaches us that what's missing in this world is love. Is what is missing. And love is expressed through sharing and caring. That's it. When you love something, you care for it. A baby, you care for it. A dog, a flower, care for it. And you share everything with that. That's right. And that's what's missing. So now I've always wanted to create a company that was owned by the agents. You know, when I sold Wimbish right way, yes, the partners walked away rich. 
And but there were people that built a company. You know, yeah. why shouldn't they benefit? That's you right. know? So I said, next time I build something, uh-uh. It's them. The people that built it should benefit. Anyway, right. so I believe I I don't have all of the information yet on your company, but based on what I've seen and my heart tells me, uh, it's wonderful. It it is exactly what I was waiting for. And so it all happened. It's all happening. See, and you asked that I didn't that 60, I didn't answer. So sixty one thousand so, people agree with you. So that's I'm good. Sorry. Sixty one thousand people agree with you. So that is a good thing. So what do you mean 61,000 people agree with me? What is that? Oh, 61,000 agent counts around the globe. Got it. Got it. Yes. So what what you asked me is what where I was, my mind, my ego was running my life. Where I'm at right now is that my heart has awakened, is engaged. Now the ego's still there. Okay, it's still there because that son of a bitch, I'll never be able to get rid of him and I have to love him to death. Okay, uh, but I can observe the son of a bitch now. <laughs> he doesn't get, you know, and he can get control of me for maybe 30 seconds or maybe an hour. Or so then I go, I have to go clean up the mess that he created. Okay, but most of the time I'm just watching him, watching him. And it is so wonderful to just operate <laughs> from your heart, babe. That's all. Carlos. You've been in this industry now. You even alluded to it over 40 years now. Three pieces of advice you would give somebody entering the business today. Well, enter the business if you love it. You have to really come from, you you must find what it is that, you know, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Right. So see what your passion is. You know, our guru says, dream. We are, we are, we're divine beings having a physical experience, okay? So dream, you know, at night or southward, go and sunrise in nature and figure out what's your dream. What would you like to do? What makes you happy? Okay. And create whatever it is as your vision, as your dream. Okay. Only share it with the people that can help you support that dream and that vision. Don't share it beyond that. Then speak it and stay in action and trust God, however you may, or universe, whatever it is, a higher power. I mean, we did not create ourselves. Someone <laughs> caused that. So, and, and just follow your heart and do. So in the business, I, I always say is, people ask me, what's a success? You know, what's the secret to success? Speak the truth. <laughs> Jesus Christ, speak the truth. And know that you're going into a business that, you know, it's like waiting on a table. You know, when I worked in a restaurant or waiting on a table, I, I got big tips because I would take care of my clients. You know, they never ran out of water. They never had to wait for anything. You know, take care of your clients and just enjoy what you do. You know, what's happening in the world today, we're talking right now and tomorrow, bah! We may be gone. We may go to sleep tonight and not wake up tomorrow. So live every day as if it was your last and speak the truth and just love life. It's simple. Don't complicate it. Okay. So there, I'm sure there was three pieces of advice there somewhere. We'll leave it there, but that's okay. So in your, I think you're having, I think you're having too much fun with this. With this well, listen, uh, it's sort of like, there's, there's no way to rein you in. So I got to let you go. It's like, it's like training a wild horse. It's not possible. 
Tell me this, Carlitos, in your book of life, what is this chapter called? <laughs> Awakening, renaissance, transformation, explosion. Uh, uh, all the dreams come through. Babe, this is my last, this is my last go at it. You know, by the way, I'm, I'm 41 now, even though I was born in 55. And when I go, when I go back to the jungle for another six weeks, I'll, when I come back, it'll, I'll be probably 38 or 36. Okay. So you're Benjamin Buttons. Yeah. You, go well, you got to realize that the cells in your body every six months are all brand new. And it is ego that tells the cell how to come back into the body. And there's a way to get him to rejuvenate. But you have to go to the jungle and be in the jungle. You cannot, you know, do this by just, you know, popping a pill and thinking that, ah, you're going to rejuvenate. Ain't happening, baby. Okay. Carlos, you have such an amazing spirit. I am so glad that we have reconnected. Uh, is you are you are a teacher. You still teach me things. You've been a wonderful, you were a wonderful mentor to me. And I'm so glad you're back in my life. Thank you for this conversation. Go ahead, please. Thank you, Michael. And Michael, I appreciate you acknowledging me for everything that I have done in your life. Uh, let me just tell you that all I've been is a facilitator. Okay, I was only an instrument that your heart, I was on the path on your heart to deliver whatever messages or lesson. You are the one, my dear friend. I am so honored and so, I was so happy when Mickey told me that you were in this company and then president of this company. It was like, I, you know, I'm kind of like a daddy, proud of me, boy, you know, oh my God, there it is. So, Thank you so much for loving me. Thank you, Carlos. And really, thank you for inspiring so many, including me, and for that sort of lesson, because that is now in a privileged position for me to help others. And that was the legacy and the continuation of what started with you. So thank you for that. God bless you. And let's play, Michael. Let's do it. There's a world, There's a world out there. Okay. And I'm not just I'm not just stuck in Miami. Uh, 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 uh. That's no. right. Wait. And thank you for all of you for listening. This has been the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez. Mm -hmm.